Welcome back to another episode of Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. Uh, we had a week off for Thanksgiving, and so we're super excited to be back and ready to go. We got two weeks worth of news. It's going to be a good time. We've got our usual panel today. We've got Adam. What's up? I missed you two. It feels like we haven't talked in like a year. I know. It's been so sad. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed eating a lot of food over talking to you two. I was about to say, I I had to eat a whole pecan pie to get over missing you guys. You're a pecan pie. Well, you two know my stance on pumpkin pie, right? Yes. Pecan pie is just... Overrated? Incredibly overrated. My wife does pecan pie, but it's got bourbon and chocolate Mm. in it, too. Mine had blackstrap rum. And uh, we also have Rhiannon with us, as you heard. (laughs) Hey, guys. Obviously, I'm just going to talk all over Adam tonight. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter as at BrooklynMND because on the interwebs, I'm Brooklyn Wallace. I'm uh, Caleb Borchers. You can find me at Caleb A. Borchers on Twitter. And uh, we want to encourage you to subscribe to us on YouTube. That's watch.marvelnewsdesk.com. Uh, as we get started today, I want to make two quick little pitches. Uh, it is the holiday seasons. So two things that you might want to purchase for your loved ones or yourself. I didn't talk about this ahead of time, but hopefully by the time this comes out or soon after, we'll have Marvel News Desk t-shirts available, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's totes doable. Totes doable. So you heard it here. If you want to have a lovely shirt with our logo and help support our show, that's possible for your holiday season. Pick yourself one up for Hanukkah. It's the best Hanukkah gift ever. Marvel News Desk t-shirt. Also, if you have someone who is not a child because it is not kid-friendly and you want to have a really cool new indie comic, they probably should buy the first issue of Kalenials. How are you saying yeah, it, Adam? Kalenials? yeah. Millennials, but with a K. Yeah. All right. So tell us a little bit about Kalenials. Uh, I didn't prep you for this you ahead did. of time, I, but I'm going to help I, you push I it anyway. I hate self-promotion on this. You know, I don't – it's – it was born out of uh, – I was sitting at the table one day. So let let me preface it by at, the name was actually inspired by a person you two know very well. In fact, he's probably watching this stream right now. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Michael T. Ford? Yeah, we, Is he getting a cut? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> we'll work out something. But I, I was sitting there one day. I'm like, you know what would be cool? I was watching Dexter. I'm like, what happens if there was this this group of kids that were just pissed off with life and they killed people in their parents' basement. You know, because they can't afford their own place on the Upper West Side, right? Because of loans and entry-level jobs and such. Um, it's So, it's, I mean, it's kind of the, uh, it's kind of a, what do you want to call it? Satire or, or a parody of all those articles you say about millennials killing the diamond industry or killing Applebee's or... Or killing this or killing that. It's essentially fall it's it's Dexter and a little bit of work of Holics. Um they only kill bad people, you know. Um Yeah, I guess. It's been in the works way too long. And I finally lit a fire under my own butt. And it'll the first issue is available Wednesday. I know you don't like to pimp this stuff, but how can someone get a hold of that first issue if they would like to? Colennialscomic.com or Facebook.com slash Colennials or uh, twitter.com slash 
I hate student loans, but it's H8 student loans because everything else was taken. I mean, it was, it was right. That peeved me off. <laughs> the Twitter they bots do. have all the good. They do. And that one had like stuff. just <laughs> at Colonials hasn't posted since like June. So I've tried, I don't know, but yeah, you can get anywhere and you don't even have to pay me a penny if you don't want. Obviously I would each like you to buy the digital copy for several hundred dollars. But if you don't want to spend anything, you don't have to. Cool. I know that's been a lot of work and a lot of your effort and money and all that kind of stuff. So I am happy to encourage people to view it. And like I said, it is adult comic, right? Just yes. to make sure no one accidentally yes. gives it to their Very eight-year-old adult. nephew it's, or something. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a Deadpool-esque type comic. I am very happy to help you promote yourself, even if you do not like doing it. So, hey, thanks. You can man. thank me slash hate me <laughs> later. No, I won't hate you. <laughs> I mean, we'll All see right. if you, you we'll see if you buy a copy, and then I'll reserve judgment till then. <laughs> okay, is it? Gonna, can I do like a two dollar copy? I'm not sure. I'm in for one of those three hundred dollar copies you were talking about. That's why I said no. It's pay what you pay what you want, man. Oh, well, I know. I'm asking idea. what um, what level of judgment you will put. Based, you know, like how much can I pay? And you'll go, oh, that was nice of Caleb. And how much would I, you know, and below that would be like, oh, Caleb's kind of cheap. No, I'm going to judge you guys regardless. It's just the amount, you know, the higher the number, the less. But even though if you like bought it for a million dollars, I'd still be like, that's it. He didn't get the show option for a TV show or what? Wait, wait. You can see how much we spend on it, so you can see like Caleb spent three dollars and Rihanna spent four. Well, like if one of you two. Well, yeah, I would guess so. Oh. I mean, I, I I imagine people aren't going to be rushing to buy it. So, like, if Rihanna, you're the first one to buy it, and then I open up the PayPal account and it says twenty four cents, then I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> But yes, I'll you be really able should to call see Netflix. Everything. I hear they're optioning almost everything that's not Marvel based. So, <laughs> I know, right? Pretty much. All right, let's get into our show. Uh, we got, like I said, quite a bit of news. I've tried to group all this stuff together. If I miss something, you guys can tell me. Uh, first of all, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We are getting the early reviews. Last time I checked, Rotten Tomatoes was at 100% fresh for this movie. The Twitter reactions have been awesome. It uh, looks on pace for at least 30 or $40 million opening weekend, but I think that's going to climb. Um, all the buzz is really good that Sony actually knocked this thing out of the park. Are you guys getting pumped? I can't believe it's not here already. I feel like Into the Spider-Verse, I mean, because I saw clips of it at San Diego back in July and then we saw I was arguing with my friend that was at Comic Con with us today because I was like oh I've seen the first hour of it and she, I mean the half hour of it and she was like it really felt like we saw an hour of it and I was like no it was just that a whole lot happened in the first half hour how much of this movie have I seen Caleb? Um, I think it's 35 or 40 minutes is what okay. we saw it was a little more than a half hour but okay. it was only the first act is the way I would put it oh wow I feel like I've seen a lot of this movie. I can't believe it doesn't exist in the world. So I'm excited that it's finally here. Uh, were you going to, is this the only Spider-Verse news you had? Or can I kind of segue into... Go ahead. That, it's the only thing I had well, on my news the, bit. So go ahead. And, yeah, there's other... Sony must be feeling pretty confident because now they've already greenlit two additional movies set in the same universe i would guess oh yeah i don't know Multiverse. how i missed that in the news yeah, yes please explain more yeah 
No, well, Spider-Verse sequel or whatever, and then Spider-Women or Spider-something but featuring Gwen Stacy or Spider-Gwen or Ghost Spider, if that's her canon name now. Um, and whomever else, I suppose. And have you seen all the cameos that are popping up in Spider-Verse? Like, I've seen... Uh, yeah, that's maybe spoilery. But it seems but like cameos, a lot of famous people are supposed to be there, yeah. Yeah. Several famous people, some Star Wars people, some DC people. So And it's cr- this project was first announced like 4 years ago or some crazy like thing like that. So I have no idea when we'd get a sequel. Exactly. When I first heard the news of the sequels, I was like, "My gosh, how long will that take?" Like, I mean, maybe they're already a year into development. Maybe, you know, Sony, I mean, we know Sony will greenlight anything spider related. So maybe they're already like well into development, but I'm like, okay, so we'll see them in like four years, five years. Like the the good thing about it is a lot of the work that they had to do to make this one will help them make the next one faster. They already have their art style. They already have all the cast, not all the casting, but they already have most of the voices cast. Um, they already have kind of a writer's group together, you know, like a lot of the really early preliminary stuff they won't have to do. So it could be faster, but it is really typical. Wreck-It Ralph 2 just came out and that's five, six years after the first one came out. It's going to be a similar gap between Frozen and Frozen 2. Incredibles famously took 15 years for the second one to come out. So, I mean, animated movies do have a bit of a longer uh, lead, I think, on that stuff. Unless you make them for Illumination. They're pushing out minion crap every six weeks so. <laughs> right i read somewhere there that there was like 150 animators on this or something like that and i have no idea you know the process behind an animation it just seems that's a whole crap ton of uh, people and that's the one thing marvel's never really had a really good effort when it comes to animation i guess they do all the like agents of smash or whatever that was but, you know, DC's kind of had their feature-length animated films that are in the same universe or what have you for, for quite some time. So I'm glad that, uh, glad that I mean, it's Sony, but still, it still looks great so far. Yeah, I do think that um, Big Hero 6 doesn't get enough love from Marvel fans. I mean, I know it's a bizarre, obscure thing, and it was kind of more of a Disney movie than a Marvel movie, but I love Big Hero 6. And I feel like uh, Marvel fans don't don't give it enough attention. All right. Um, last night, as we record, the Russo brothers did a special screening for uh, Avengers Infinity War. And that screening included um, a lot of information. None of it about Avengers 4, because apparently that movie, we're never going to get anything about it until the day it comes out. Um but they did share a lot of stuff. I put the most important things here. You can tell me if I missed anything. Um, and there was also a conversation with USA Today, which kind of has gotten lumped in with it. Uh, there was a really weird comment about Chris Evans, something about like the last day of filming was emotional for everyone, but more so for Chris because he's quote unquote returning and the directors are not. I don't know what that means. Uh, they also had mentioned that they invited um, Hugo Weaving to return for Red Skull, and apparently he just said no. Uh, they said the Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3 delays caused them no issues because the f- they were already done filming by the time that was announced. 
Uh, they have confirmed Loki is indeed dead. Uh, they said the reason the Netflix characters are not in it is because they say it's too hard. I think that means they don't care. And uh, the Russo brothers are going to step away from Marvel, but they would definitely want to be back for a Secret Wars movie. All right, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about there. Do uh, you guys feel free pick out one or two of those pieces of information you think we should talk about? I'm going to say it. I don't. I don't buy the. I still don't buy the Netflix reasoning. I still don't buy it. If if they wanted those characters in the movie, they would have been in the movie. Right? Or am I being too selfish and, like, blind and naive? So if they wanted them in the movie, they would be in the movie. But it would be hard. I mean, I think that's the simplest and most honest answer. Is that it's hard. It takes a lot of work. Whereas they can just reach over here and grab Black Panther out of their pile. Grab grab Shuri out of their pile. Grab whoever. Like, they probably... There's serious coordination that has to happen to get the Netflix characters. So I think... It's just too hard is probably the most honest answer we're ever going to get. Aside from Clark Gregg's corporate answer. (laughs) Right. Right. Ryan Reynolds got got the team back together for a day to to film several extra scenes for Once Upon a Deadpool. So, I mean, even if it was just like a one scene type thing, I don't know. I just don't. I'm not buying it, Clark. It's not just getting the actors to show up for one day. It's coordinating with whatever rights Netflix has that we'll probably never know. And whatever negotiations need to happen in that regard. I can't believe I'm defending not having the Netflix characters in the movie. <laughs> Rhiannon, was there anything in the Russo dump that you found interesting? Um, I mean, I don't think Loki being dead is news. Um... I missed half of those articles that you mentioned, but I the the Red Skull thing is interesting. Like he would show up for one movie but not the other. Like Yeah, apparently he wait. hates like he hates himself for having been in Captain America. I'm not sure why, but like it's beneath him as an uh, actor. Oh. Um I mean the Chris Evans thing is weird to me. Like, it was a very cryptic statement that was purposefully cryptic. And then he's just like, fans will know what I mean soon enough. And it's like, oh, thank you. It's not bad enough that you have us all waiting for these freaking trailers. And now you're just going to, like, lay weird comments we don't understand on the table and just make us suffer with them? Do we think this movie really exists? (laughs) Like, (laughs) has anybody considered that it's possible that there is no Avengers 4? That we'll just, like... It's on our calendars, but like somewhere mid-May, we'll be like, maybe, maybe nothing's actually happening. Or mid-April, we'll be like, huh, they didn't even plan a red carpet. (laughs) It's going to be a massive gaslight, like, like scam. They're going to get us to pre-buy the tickets and everything. And then the day of, they're going to be like, oh, no, there's no movie. And we're like, but I bought tickets. And they're like, no, you didn't. Why would you buy tickets? There was no trailer. And we're like, well, there was no trailer. See, this movie never existed. What are you guys talking about? But I, I paid for my ticket. I don't know, whatever. And meanwhile, Mickey Mouse is like, hey, 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 I got their money and I didn't even have to make a movie. You know, like, it's just it's just hype gone to the most crazy extent possible. Well, I'll show up and it'll just be one of those Captain America, like, educational things. Like, 
diversity. You should watch movies of a different kind. And then it'll be like a musical. <laughs> and Adam will see his first musical ever. I've been to a musical. It was like an opera. Th- see, but it was like operatic. I'm not sure if that's a musical or... Well, and you've seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, so you've seen a musical. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, not in person. All right. Uh, oh, the other bit of Russo's news I thought was interesting was um, Secret Wars. I know they're just messing around. A Secret yeah. Wars movie would make me so happy, and I would trust the Russos to handle all those characters. I, you know, I think they should do it. Give it another, like, ten years. Bring in the X-Men, the Fantastic Four. That would be incredible. Yeah, you, uh, you've you got to introduce the multiverse before you can have Secret Wars, bro. I know, yeah. The Russos have started their own studio. They're off doing their own projects. They have Marcus and McFeely helping them out over there. They're not coming back to do another Marvel movie. Unless they're, unless they're a year into their own studio and they're like, screw this, we want Disney back. And I guess they're pretty heavily involved in this Deadly Class show on sci-fi, which is apparently really good. Oh, really? But I mean, I their studios, yeah. Their studio, who uh, who wrote that? Rick Remender, I think? Remender? Remender? That's how you say it? I don't know. It was, it was a uh, comic, but now it's on sci-fi, or it's going to be on sci-fi next year. Oh, and that has Benedict Wong in it. It does. It does. Yeah. All right. So that is from the uh, Russo Brothers. So uh, also while we were gone, that hashtag show uh, released a rumor, and they stressed it was just a rumor, it's not confirmed, that the other show that Disney Plus might be circling is a Rocket and Groot show. Adam, I'm assuming you are all on board for this. Hell yeah. The, okay, let, uh, I will say this. The way I read the story from that hashtag show, I just pictured... Like Kev Feige and his cronies sitting in this large conference room while all these people were kind of disheveled and just sitting in a really long line outside the door waiting to go in and pitch their show, I guess. Because the the article did say that this was something that had been pitched, I guess. Um, So, yeah, I'm all on board for it. There's a... Typed out a little theory or a plot a while back, and uh, in reference to a Rocket and Groot movie. So with the Eternals on the horizon, with I mean, if Rocket and Groot went to Disney Plus, that's what it's called, right? I've been out of the loop for two weeks. I totally forgot. Um, I'm not sure we need a Guardians three, man. Whoa. Big talk out of Adam all of a sudden. Not, I thought you loved not, Guardians, man. I love Guardians. I do. But, I mean, if Rocket and Groot are heading to a TV show, and if they keep Gamora dead, obviously Batista uh, has no want to be in the MCU anymore, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, I can just see it kind of becoming their new thing, I guess. Because no matter which way you cut it, Guardians 3 is going to be surrounded in controversy. The whole throughout production and the release of the movie, and you're going to have these gun sympathizers or gun people, and nobody's going to want to take it. Which director, besides some cat that's never directed a feature before, you know, maybe Zack Snyder? I don't know. Yeah, it would be kind of a clever 
it'd be a clever way around it to just make a rocket and Groot something and then like make an Adam Warlock movie or Infinity Watch movie or something like that, you know, and then just like, and then you're, then you don't ever have to make Guardians 3. You can use all the storylines that they were going to use anyways, just title them different things and not have to worry about it. And it's perfect for the platform. If you take Rocket in without the, especially if you don't dive too deep into how he was created in that darkness stuff you can kind of go to half world the planet full of bipedal animals and talking animals and such and it would be perfect for the children there is already a um if you go to disney now the disney now app or i think the disney channel website or whatever there are some rocket and groot kid cartoon shorts already that are uh i don't know my eight-year-old thinks they're funny i think they're a little dumb but anyways if you're really into rocket and groot that's there Rihanna, do you want a Rocket and Groot show, or do you care? I I find that news so exciting and so amazing that if we had not already had the Loki show news, like, confirmed, I mean, the Loki thing, because that was confirmed, like, on the Disney call, I think? Mm-hmm. Like, if that wasn't already confirmed, I would just be like, oh my gosh, these rumors are such fan service. Like, somebody is just making up these rumors so they can get the clicks. Now, I mean, I know Hashtag Show has, you know, they're reputable. Um, but you would think, like, somebody is just leaking this information to play with everybody. But we're getting a Loki show. Why not get a Rocket and Groot show? Why not get us all the things that just mostly live in the fan fiction world? Give it to us. I mean, in defense of Loki, that and then Scarlet Witch also came out via Entertainment Weekly or Variety, right? Variety, I'm pretty sure, broke it. So it might be better placed sources. Because um, what, we've heard we've heard Hawkeye and Kate Bishop and Nick Fury and... Yeah, it just all goes in who you trust, Adam. That's all. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they were planning on doing a little, like, three four episode thing on all of them i don't know like at this point i would believe anything except that there's a netflix crossover because you know just whatever let's not dream too big i should say i do believe the ths guys as well speaking of something that was definitely confirmed and it's only this low in the news because it's a little old at this point there's going to be a seventh season of agents of shield not just the sixth season that we haven't seen yet, but a seventh season after that. I don't know about you guys. I was knocked over. Like, I could not believe that they'd already greenlit a seventh season of the show before we've ever seen six, season six. Something's up, man. Something's up. I don't know what it is, but something's up. Why Why did it get greenlit so early? S.H.I.E.L.D. has never been in early. This is the earliest it's ever been renewed, right? Normally, it's, like, notoriously late. Yeah, it's usually, like, the last thing ABC ever announces. And this is such an odd... Beyond even... I mean, the fact that we're, what, six months from ever seeing season six? We're not in the season where they renew shows. Like, network shows. They're going to announce this is on the streaming service, right, guys? 
I mean, but it's ABC that made the announcement, right? Yeah, ABC renewed it. So Shields on through at least 2020 at ABC. So it, the other piece of the news was Channing Dungey also left, like right after it was announced. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to make something out of nothing. But she's replaced by the, I don't, I don't recall her name, the uh, VP at Freeform that greenlit a lunch, bunch of genre shows. I mean, so including Shadowhunters, <laughs> exactly from from the makers of Shadowhunters, <laughs> Agents of Shield, season seven. Yes. The thing that I hate about this news, I love Agents of Shield, and I'm really glad we're gonna get more of it. Particularly if we do get Coulson, I know that's kind of up in the air. If he's around, I'm definitely really excited. But I love Quake too. This is all great. Uh, the pro- the only problem I have with it is there's some annoying Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans that are now going to, like, just be unreasonable to deal with. Like, see, I told you, it's such a great show. ABC loves it so much. Look at how fast they renewed it. Like, I want to have some sort of details because this is not normal. This is weird. I wouldn't have predicted it. But also, you don't know what you're talking about, person that loves S.H.I.E.L.D. way too much. You know, like, dude, it's not that, like... Something is going on. You guys, You're right. It's bizarre. Stop. We have breaking news. You guys. They just canceled Daredevil. Uh-uh. No. Go really? and check. They just canceled Daredevil. Are you serious? I was really afraid Would we I... had just invaded North Korea, but it's that level oh. of problem for you. <laughs> Wow. I Jesus I don't think my Twitter Christ. I don't think my phone would blow up like that. Holy shit. Um Yeah, okay. Well, Jessica Jones is the last show we're going to get. That's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I've got to sign into my Twitter here. So I'm, I, so first of all, I'm sorry, Yannon. I know that this is not the most fun for you to be doing this live on the podcast. So, like, first of all, you guys almost just got to see me cry. Um, <laughs> I, oh my god. So I'm reading the article. It just came out from Deadline. I guess Eric Olison's pitch wasn't... Wow, you guys... The three existing seasons will remain on the service for years to come, while the Daredevil character will live on in future projects for Marvel. What what the hell's going on here? I mean, Disney Plus or what's what's going on? The Daredevil character will live on in future projects for Marvel. All right, next week, THS. I am calling all of you personally. Um. Hashtag show guys, I have your phone number. I want that rumor that there's a Daredevil season. A Daredevil series. That's that's what I want, you guys. THS, deadline, variety. Dude. Condé Nast, I'm gonna go sneak in your building and have you run the story because I want it to be true. So let me try I to in the same building as Condé Nast. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> As far as what's going on here, Adam, I mean, clearly Marvel, I think, is real serious about wanting its toys back. And, I mean, this was in my rundown to talk about the efforts to get it renewed 
and I know people really care about it and are really excited about it. And I, I don't want to poo poo anybody who's, you know, this sucks for people who love that show. And I love the show. I love that incarnation of it. It seems like we have a serious war between Netflix and Disney. Like Netflix is aware that Disney is coming after their lunch money. And so they're playing rough. Like I just think the two of these guys, and I don't know which way it went. I don't know if it's Disney made the licensing fee so ridiculously expensive that it'd be impossible for Netflix to pay it. Or if Netflix said, you know what? Screw you guys. We're not going to make Marvel shows anymore. You can just deal with that property on your own. Like, I don't know which way it went, but I think that this is a sign that Netflix and Disney really hate each other. And they're about to go to the mat because they really think that they're direct competitors, which they are. Does that seem remotely accurate, Adam? Like, does that make any sense of any of this? I mean, we discussed this a while ago, even even immediately following Iron Fist. Uh, you know, there there had been rumblings that it was done, and then the uh, and then they canceled Luke Cage, and this this all but confirms it. You know, Rosenberg's done with Jessica Jones after season three. Um, there, there's no way they bring back Jessica Jones or the Punisher after carrying, after canceling Daredevil. See, and that's the thing: the the last three seasons they've released have been pretty strong. I mean, we'd agree Iron Fist two is better than Iron Fist one, right? And Luke Cage two was pretty good. I mean, I would say I, I liked Luke Cage 2 more than Luke Cage 1, um, especially because it was much more consistent, I felt. And Daredevil 3 is the, the best thing they've put out. So it's not a it's not a worry about content. It's not... Um, did, did anybody else hear a cork pop in Rihanna's apartment? I don't know. Yeah, I, I heard that. I heard that. I made promises that if Daredevil got canceled, we would live stream me getting drunk and reacting to it. And you guys, we're here. I don't have to work tomorrow. Let me read a little more of this deadline piece so, just as I process it. Um, in addition to inevitable, I get to I got to the I got to the Daredevil will live on on other properties and uh, that was so. They're for saying me that there's also anymore. fighting over creative differences. Um, and apparently some of that is Netflix doesn't want to pay as much to make these shows as Marvel wants them to pay to make these shows. Um, which is interesting. It's a suggestion that Marvel is worried about a dip in quality if they paid any less for it, but Netflix doesn't want to. And that Netflix has seen viewership go down as there's more content on Netflix, less people are watching Daredevil and other things. Um, also, really interesting note here. Additionally, Netflix and Marvel TV have been arguing over the season orders. Uh, being a part of the wa f first wave of Netflix series, the Marvel series have all been 13-episode seasons, but Netflix has since switched to seasons of 10 episodes and has been pressuring Marvel TV to switch to fewer episodes, which the company has been resisting. So that's odd that they're fighting over whether it's 13 or 10 episodes by the way netflix is right make it 10 episodes but still <laughs> um yeah i just think that netflix and marvel don't like each other i think that's probably what we can get out of this but uh i can't believe this happened as we were recording the podcast that's really weird that's nuts 
can't believe they canceled it. I, mean, I was joking with y'all they about keep them Jessica canceling. and Punisher, right? Um. Oh, zero. No chance in hell. I, Jessica's already canceled. Jessica's yeah. canceled. They know it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the advertisements for Jessica Jones season three come out and say the third and final season. I mean, it was questionable when Rosenberg left. Now it's, I, I find it very, the thing I really want to know, I, I know, okay, so this was the first one that said that the content's remaining on Netflix for years to come. So that confirms with me that at least Netflix PR caught wind of questions perhaps on, on what the content looks like. But I want to know what, I mean, Marvel TV still owns the, the characters and such, right? We see, we see shows switch networks all the time. Not all the time, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine's on a new network, right? With the same characters in writer's room and such. And The Expanse is now on, or Lucifer's on Netflix after being on Fox. Um, but with Daredevil, the question to me is, what do you want to do with Daredevil? So I like, I, not like, I love Charlie Cox version of Daredevil and the gritty Netflix world. It's awesome. But there is other versions of Daredevil that Marvel could be interested in making. I mean, for example, we're never going to see a Netflix Charlie Cox Daredevil, I don't think, that is swinging from building to building, you know, like doing acrobatics in the sky and stuff. I mean, he runs from rooftop to rooftop. But the really high expense special effects thing doesn't seem to be in that wheelhouse. Could it be that Marvel wants to do a character that's a little more Spider-Man adjacent? That would be somebody who could cross over in Spider-Man's world, you know, web-slinging with him across the, the skyline. Like, I guess that that's the question, right? Is if they want to continue the Charlie world or if they want to take a different approach to Daredevil as a character. They can't, I mean, they can't have Daredevil in the current iteration on Disney Plus, though, can they? They're not going to have a newspaper room mass shooting on Disney Plus. Could they have Hulu? On Hulu, Hulu, probably. I mean, Hulu doesn't have anything that dark, but who knows what the future of Hulu is with them having these two networks. I mean, at the end of the day, Disney Plus is a direct competitor with Netflix. You know, it's... it's, uh, I can't believe it actually happened. Now that uh, that that fallout from that hashtag is going to be massive. You guys realize that, right? What was what the fallout? That the the renew whatever that whole oh that hashtag the came, hashtag uh, not that okay, not like that no not that no not no I I did say some of those guys are already sharing links but no the. Hashtag Renew Daredevil. Yeah, they're not going to be happy. The lengths they went to go to start that campaign, and that's... I mean, Daredevil, out of out of the shows on Netflix, Daredevil's the most... Especially Charlie Cox is the most movie-worthy, I would guess. But should they even decide to keep Charlie Cox, or if uh, Feige and company want their own uh, actor for that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think they keep Charlie. I mean, Charlie's married to a Marvel executive. I mean, well, but who knows? Does Marvel Television even exist anymore? Are they handling it over, handing it all over? I've only had like one sip of wine. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, for our listeners that think I just downed the moonshine <laughs> that I did consider, um, 
but it was warm and warm moonshine sounds disgusting um <laughs> please don't go on without charlie please don't go on without charlie that's i mean does marvel television still exist they have agents of shield is that jeff Loeb's legend agents of shield and what legion legion has yeah, another and the gifted hey the gifted's still going gifted. on apparently oh, runaways well, and, I mean, runaways. you know i guess yeah. i guess Loeb still has a job um yeah but they lost half their shows once all netflix gets canceled yeah so is charlie still married to a marvel executive because he was married to an executive producer on daredevil um that's what suck what i mean this is the strongest some of the most creative stuff we've ever gotten out of tv I mean, yeah, I'm impartial to Iron Fist, sure, but that it was, I mean, Metzner did a great job writing it, and Cheo is a great showrunner, and Eric Olsen, I mean, the writing on Daredevil is practically flawless, besides Sewage Drain. Everything else was, it was, I mean, hopefully I would imagine Marvel TV keeps them around, should they, and nobody else you can know, be decide to. Kingpin again. Like Vincent D'Onofrio oh, no, never, ever. is, well, that's not true. Into the Spider-Verse has a different Kingpin, and I kind of like how different the take is. But still, like, in live action, like, Vincent D'Onofrio is the Kingpin now. Like, oh, see, this is the thing to me. I really do mean this to be a um, comfort to our viewers, our listeners that really love this show. This is nothing about creativity. This is nothing about popularity. This does not reflect at all on the quality of this show. This is totally corporate fight. Like when you look at season three of Daredevil, when you look at how it was received, how popular it was, how crazy people have gone over about it over social media, the way it was received at New York comic. Like it's not like if we loved this show more, Netflix would have kept it. Netflix and Disney plus were on a collision course to cancel all this crap. And now we know for sure that it's gone, but it's not anybody's fault. It's not because Charlie or Vincent or Karen, um, Deborah Ann Wall or Eldon Hudson's, I can't remember his name. Anyway, it's not like those guys all did their job perfectly and the writers did a great job and the showrunner did a great job. What sucks about this is it's nobody's fault. It's just a changing entertainment corporate landscape that we all have been stuck in the tectonic plates of, you know? And that's what I'm sitting here because, like, I kind of promised, I, I kind of over Thanksgiving warned my parents that I might cancel our Netflix subscription at any time, um, which my mom was really upset about. So should I cancel my Netflix? Is it even Netflix's fault? I mean, like you were saying, like, Marvel probably made this a lot harder for Netflix. For sure. That's the thing. They're they're competing with, you know, their direct competitors now. So what, I mean, if I, especially if Feige's going to start producing shows and stuff, I mean, I could, I mean, why why give them to a direct competitor when they're, they're giving Jon Favreau so much money? You know, they're making a Loki show. Why, you know, they're still shooting themselves in the foot for giving up Spidey and the X-Men and Fantastic Four. You know, I mean, they're going to want how many? And that's the thing with Fox. They don't only get Hulu, guys. They also get FX. You know, they get Fox. So, I mean, maybe, sure, they they lost they lost uh, Netflix as a partner. But, I mean, Daredevil could land at FX. I mean, the it's Daredevil almost. Daredevil show on FX. 
you know. A Daredevil show on FX could be solid. I mean, it's it's not it, probably not a dude impale. Well, I don't know. That's the thing. There's some questionable stuff on FX the way dude. it is, and you see the stuff. Did you the ever Walking watch Sons da- of Anarchy? Right, right. Now, now that I keep talking, it can totally fly. And I mean, but see, I don't think that's the right way to go. If anything, I think that's the opposite direction I want to go. I don't want to see. FX take this and continue it in this kind of sub-universe that's all dark and gritty. Like, I think that's a fine version of Daredevil, but I think that there's other versions that we can have now, and we can actually have him legitimately interact with Doctor Strange or interact with Spider-Man or characters like that. Like, he can be in, populate the fully formed film MCU universe, and we don't have to have it. So, like, I love Charlie Cox, but we can now move to a world where we have a Charlie Cox different Daredevil. Right now, I can't consider a non-Charlie Cox live-action Daredevil. I... And, but that's it. So you're just, you're worried about hashtag points of connectivity? Or what's... I'm just saying that for a long time now, we've had two separate MCUs. We've had the Netflix MCU and we've had the film MCU and I don't like those separate. I think daredevil benefits from being part of a broader universe. And so I just think it would be a mistake if we have to lose this Netflix world that we've had, let's lose the restrictions of it too, so that we can actually have these characters. We can have Luke Cage be in the Avengers or you know, we can have Iron Fist and Doctor Strange go on a mystical adventure together. Like, let's take these characters and reclaim them to be part of a larger universe now. If we've got to lose these shows anyways, we might as well now integrate them into the film and Disney Plus side so that we can finally have a full, complete MCU and not just these separate, like, corner pocket universes. Yeah, sure, and I want to see Tony Stark and Danny Rand, you know, punch Shao Lao through the chest, but let's, I mean, it's, how fast did this, I mean, Eric just said that they pitched season four, what, last week, right? Yeah. Like, right before Thanksgiving, or was that after Thanksgiving? It was before Thanksgiving. So, I mean, that was the, that was a huge red flag right there. I mean, we talked about that on Slack. I think Netflix was drunk when he pitched it to them. Probably. Yeah, it was probably over dinner, right? I mean, dinner comes late at that part of, uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to make up excuses. Man, this sucks. Believable. That's what's crazy. I mean, that's, that's what's so crazy about showbiz. You can write one of the best TV shows of the year. And still get canceled. Because cause your boss is playing whose D is bigger, you know? It's mind-boggling. I mean, Daredevil is so damn good, guys. This is bonkers. I'm not, I didn't think I'd be this shook. I figured, Rihanna, have you checked on Shelby yet? Shelby's the one that told me. Oh, is she? That's crazy. Yeah. I thought you were about to puke or something because you kept putting your hand over your mouth. 
And I'm like, oh no, she had bad noodles or something. That was my universal signal for <laughs> stop. I need to say something. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we're in the same boat now, so that's cool, right? We can be cancellation buddies. Are you drinking? I'm not drinking. I can go drink. Are we allowed to drink? Oh. Let me go get a drink. <laughs> I didn't stop to ask permission. Uh. <laughs> Are we allowed? All right. Uh, let me go ahead and hit some of our um, remaining news stuff. Um, I'll just throw this all together. If there's anything interesting, you can tell me. Uh, China approved the Fox deal, so that is very much closer to happening. Uh, Black Panther was listed as one of the top ten films by the National Board of Review, which is a good first sign on the reward season. Uh, Jared Leto is cutting his hair because he's about ready to start filming Morbius. We have film dates now for 2020, suggesting we'll see Morbius in the summer and Venom 2 in October of 2020. So full steam ahead with the Sony crap. Um... Venom has continued to make lots and lots of money and uh, Rob Liefeld was tweeting about it. Rob Liefeld, box office critic, is a character I've been working on, but maybe I'll save it for another time. Um, we should try... Let's try, Rob seems like a nice interactive guy. We should try getting him on sometime. Unless you just want to workshop well, his my voice. My plan was not to sound like Rob Liefeld, but just to like sound like an overdone wrestler like... I like stuff extreme, man. I like it extreme. Venom is so extreme. The box office in China is so extreme. China box office. China's such a big country. It's like extremely big. That was my Rob Liefeld. I'm getting some Macho yeah. Man vibes. Is that I who just, you're trying yeah, to be, I was Macho just, Man? Uh, okay. Mostly just saying the word extreme over and over again. Because that's, that's like just what I assume <laughs> Rob Liefeld sounds like. You could... uh. You sounded like the uh, monster truck ad I just heard on like a mid-market radio station. <laughs> um, the other piece of news, they did a, a, a Avengers Infinity War sequel novel that apparently was about Marcy and Selvig and Jane Foster, to which I said, <laughs> Marvel totally yeah. hates you. If they took your money for a novel and yeah. made it about Marcy yeah. and Selvig. What the heck? I don't understand. Uh, anyways, there's... As soon as I saw, yeah, no, as soon as I saw, you know that gif, right? Where the, uh, where the guy says, oh no, baby, what is you doing? That, that was my exact reaction to this. Like, ah, uh, gross. But see, that's the thing. A lot of people are saying this is canon, right? Ish. I, I Like they backtracked on that immediately. Ish. Well, that was with the Thanos one, right? I had no, I mean, I saw people tweeting that this was canon, including the author. I'm like, well, they said that about the Thanos novel and the first issue someone found out. Marvel Studios said, no, nah, that's not canon. It's kind of like that timeline issue. They say something's canon until there's a huge uproar, and they're like, nah, we'll come out with it later. JK. I'm just saying, if I had bought, if I had bought a novel and I was even a page into it, and they're like, at this point, Darcy walks into the room. I'd throw it across the room, you know? Like, come on, guys. You've got to do... <laughs> not a big Darcy I mean, fan, huh? I don't hate her. I just, like... If I'm buying a, a Avengers Infinity War sequel novel, I'm not doing it to have a story with Darcy. That's all. I just don't understand why you would do that. 
Speaking of the occasion, I forgot I was wearing this shirt. Oh, I love that shirt. That's great, man. So, I mean, depending on how it goes, I could probably, uh, I might have to uh, send this to Charlie. Because. <laughs> Just for the oh. listeners, the shirt right says, now, I'm he's not, not Daredevil. Oh. <laughs> yes, it's the, it's the uh, who yeah. was that? Mark Wade's yeah. run. Um, yeah, Matt there's Watson a picture out there because there's a Daredevil. point where the Punisher has that shirt on. And there's a picture out there of John Bernthal wearing that shirt. It's really awesome. Um, I'm wearing my Saints shirt because I was focused more on football. Let's let's try to finish this show in some anyways of quality. Yes. Um, so trailers, the Deadpool two trailer hit. Um, I'll admit I am shockingly excited about this concept. Did you guys enjoy the uh, Fred Savage Deadpool two uh, Once Upon a Deadpool trailer? The uh, the Fox joke had me rolling on the floor. Not the, you know what I'm talking about, the MCU joke or whatever. But yeah, but you're not Marvel. Yeah. I, th- I think it was a little yeah, too on the nose, but dude, they got me at like Fred Savage and the Princess Bride stuff. And that trailer came out like two days after William Goldman died, who wrote the Princess Bride. Um, and I, you guys, I love the Princess Bride so much. I mean, like any girl my age. Um, so I loved that trailer. I pulled that trailer up. I, like, Chromecasted that to my parents' TV and made them watch it, like, several times. It may be weird, and I know people disagree with me. This may save Deadpool for me. Like, I just found myself watching that trailer going, oh, wow, when they actually write jokes and they're not just trying to be crude, they're kind of funny. You know, like, I don't, I might like PG-13 Deadpool more than I like R-rated Deadpool, but I'm sure that's just me. All right. Um, other trailer that came out, the Runaway Season 2 trailer hit today. Do you guys have any thoughts about that before we go into our main conversation? It didn't excite me that much. I don't know. I've just never been excited about Runaways. I haven't even watched the screeners yet. I totally forgot we got screeners. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to even say that. But, um... Dad, uh, what was going on with Nico? Is that a comic thing? What's what's her name? Sister Grimm, yeah. right? There's, what's going on there? She's kind of looking venom-y almost. vampire to me. And I haven't watched the screeners either, yeah. so that's not a... Yeah. Well, so this is not... I mean, they've already announced that Topher is appearing in this season. And in the comics, Topher is a vampire. Yeah, that's why I was thinking vampires when Nico looked very vampire-y. Vampy? Vampish? Vamp... No. Vampirish? I also the second, the second they showed that guy in the trailer, I'm like, who's this? And the second I said that, he goes, "Hi, I'm Topher." <laughs> I said, "Oh, okay." <laughs> well, I shouldn't say much because gotcha. I have watched the screeners, but um, there was a lot of stuff in this that I've not seen yet, so that was really exciting, and it all really gets me excited. And it does seem like you know this is again not from things I've seen, but just from the stuff in the trailer that I haven't seen. It does seem like with Nico, they are taking her some interesting places and it looks like there's going to be some more team ups and some more powers. And the more that they make it a comic book show and get a little less away or a little away from, you know, just how, um, I don't know, teen drama E it is. I kind of am excited about that. So I'm excited for all the superhero-ness in it. So 
so uh, here's what our plan was for tonight. Uh, as far as main conversation goes, uh, we know that Eternals is coming up and that we're starting to get more information about it, more about the cast, all the characters in it. Oh, I think that was in the news that we got a, that hashtag show told us all the characters that would oh. be in it. And I don't think we've talked about that on this show. Um, so I can run that down um, real quick. Um, so what we thought we would do, I have been furiously reading through old Eternals comics for the sake of, uh, trying to get caught up on that property before the movies come out. And so we're going to do a little professor Caleb today where Adam and Rhiannon are going to ask me questions about the Eternals and I'm going to try to answer it with the limited knowledge that I have to kind of be a primer to kind of prep us for this property because we figure most of you have no idea who these people are. So uh, before we do that, let me, as for the news perspective, go ahead and give the character list that that hashtag show um, has released. This is from uh, casting call kind of information they got a hold of. They're looking for a character named Karen, who we don't really know who that is. Uh, open to any nationality, powerful, timeless leader, etc. They're also looking for a male lead who would uh, be described as a Greek god. They're not sure exactly who that is either. Uh, the villainous Druig is going to uh, be in the movie. Piper, the sprite, is going to be in it. Uh, Alysius, a uh, character I don't know well, is supposed to be in it. Uh, the Forgotten One slash Gilgamesh is supposed to appear. Icarus... Uh, Makari, Cersei, uh, Star Fox is also confirmed, which is very exciting. Athena, uh, Zurus uh, are all um, confirmed as characters, but that probably doesn't mean a whole lot to most people listening to the show, I would think. So, all right, guys, fire away. What would you want to know about Eternals before uh, this movie comes out? So, my biggest thing here, man, is. Let's explain this. So let's let's kind of talk about Thanos's connectivity to the Eternals. Can we start there? Is that not a place you want to start? No, that's fine. Yeah. Can we start with Ego? Ego, the living planet. Is Ego an Eternal? Ego, the he's living a, planet. He's in, a celestial. A celestial, but okay. So I read the first two issues, so I'm kind of an expert, right? Celestials are Eternals too, right? No. The Celestials created the Eternals. They're related? Okay. All right. The Celestials. All right. Never mind. Okay. That's we can okay. Go on to Thanos. So, Thanos. So, here's the weird thing about Thanos. Thanos was a character created, I believe, in 1973. Adam, you can check me if that's correct or not. Uh, Invincible Iron Man number 55, Thanos, Drax, and Mentor. All right. So, 1973. Eternals as a property was created by Jack Kirby in 1977. So Thanos' connection to the Eternals is a retconned um, connection. Right. Uh, basically, you know, Thanos, we all know, grows up on Titan, the moon around Saturn. Uh, Saturn, Jupiter, one of those. Anyways, he grows up on Titan, one of these moons of one of these planets uh, out in space. And um, what they did is in the comics, they created Titan, they created Thanos, they created his family, all of his backstory. 
And then years and years and years later in a series of uh, actually what if comics from the night, like late 1970s, they did a backstory in which they said, well, how did Titan get populated? Oh, it got populated by a renegade group of Eternals who left Earth to go live on Titan. Um, and so that's sort of how they backdoor retconned Thanos into being an Eternal. They also decided to give him a little bit of deviant um, genealogy so that that explains why he looks weird. Uh, the, I mean, we haven't talked about this yet, but the deviants are kind of like the bad Eternals. They're kind of mutated and weird. And so that's the connection. What's really interesting is at least the Eternals uh, titled comics are about the Eternals that stayed back in Earth. And there is very little to zero connection that's made. Like the only I finally today read those what ifs just to like find out why there's any connection at all. And so there is one there, and I'm sure they will make it more organic in the films. But in the comics, the Earth Titans and the Earth Titans, the Earth Eternals and the Titans are a very different group of people who are connected by the same genealogy, but really don't connect with each other much. Okay. I, it just sounds to me like you just tried pitching the Eternals that remain on Earth. It doesn't, it sounds like. It sounds like you really don't want it to go cosmic. Uh, I don't dislike the idea. Um, I'm just saying as far as source material goes, they're going to have to go to Iron Man or they're going to have to go to Avenger. Like they're going to have to go to different comic books. The Eternals runs themselves are just not, they're not connected to Titan. They're not connected to that group. And so I think it makes sense for them to connect it and make it more organic. Um, if we see this cast that they just listed are a bunch of characters who only live on earth in the comics. Now they may make it cosmic and that's fine. It's just going to be significantly reworked. But as we've said, you can get away with that because nobody knows these material, this material. So you, I mean, is this is a franchise? Do you feel like it's franchise worthy franchise capable? What do you mean by that? As far as like the volume of stuff or if it's good enough or, no, I mean, did, I mean, Iger once said that they are working on in a, another Avengers level franchise from Marvel, right? About two earnings calls ago, is Eternals that franchise? I mean, when he said that, I guess my mind instantly went to like an Ultimates with like Captain Marvel and Black Panther and America Chavez and such. I mean, is this it, or do you think this is more of a, a Guardians? I guess, I mean, do you think Guardians, is this a Guardians replacement, you think? I don't think it's a replacement, but I think it could be like Guardians in that it could be a new property for them. I mean, the challenge that they're going to have with Eternals is that I don't think these are particularly likable characters. They kind of are like Inhumans and that they're meant to be godlike and other and kind of superman-y as far as like their lack of um weakness and vulnerability and so i just don't know if people are going to love these characters like it's going to be interesting to see how they develop them so that people like them but you're not going to cheer for them the way i don't think you cheer for tony and cap you know and so that's what's interesting now the flip side of this is there's a ton of characters like i just read that hashtag show had like what 10 characters or something like that 
And that's just some of it. Like they could seriously put 25 different um, characters who are named identity characters. Um, and so, yeah, I just don't, uh, my, my, my concern is it's, it's a lot to stuff into a movie. So like, you're going to have the Eternals and all these characters that you're trying to put together. And then, um, on top of that, you're going to have the deviants. You want to introduce them and they're going to have to have the history of the celestials and then how Titan got populated and then Thanos and star Fox and Alars. And like, I just don't know. It's impossible to make this an overstuffed mess of a movie would be my concern. So it'd be interesting to see how they develop it. So do you feel like, you know, the property enough to kind of speculate on who this Karen character would be? Do you think she's an eternal? Because, I mean, they said, I mean, they had Icarus, they had Cersei, they had Sprite. They already named most of the big eternals, right? Yeah. So who do you think Karen would be if she's not one of these big eternals? So I kind of talked back and forth with Charles a little bit, who broke that story. I'm guessing she's going to be a POV character of some kind. Um so there was a character that Kirby created that got killed off in the 80s whose name was um, Margot Damien or something like that. She was frankly a stupid flighty blonde who was just there to be like the human character. But she served a purpose, particularly like an exposition, where she could always be like, oh, this is so confusing. I can't tell what's going on. Please explain this to me, Icarus. And he could like go well back in the day and then like explain to her and so i'm kind of wondering if they will they'll probably make her a more uh, character with more agency than that character had but i would not surprise me if she's our pov human that somehow gets thrown in with the eternals and is now trying to like uh figure out their society and who they are and what's going on and she'll be the viewer's eyes to kind of make it more palpable and understandable their universe. Does that make sense? Right. So I, I guess I'm trying to get, um, I mean, I've read some Eternals. I get if we go with, you think they would go, I guess I'm trying to decide how the cinematography is going to look like. Is it, I mean, it's Kirby and Kirby's got those really beautiful Thor Ragnarok. I mean, Thor Ragnarok was the the closest thing we've ever got to Kirby's artwork. You know, I mean, do you think that would translate well if it's... I mean, if the Eternals are dealing with, like, Olympus and things like that, I almost picture almost like a deserty, Egypty kind of look and feel, I guess. Does that make sense? Almost similar to the Dark Aster or something from Ronin, you know? Yeah, um, they also do a lot with like Incan mythology and stuff and the early Kirby stuff. Right. So I think using like a South American setting where they use lots of like the Incan or Mayan like kind of uh, decorational motifs and stuff, I think could be interesting. If I'm shooting it, I want it shot almost like an Alex Ross painting. Like make it all very grand and big and and all that kind of stuff. That's that's to me with the Neil the Neil Gaiman run. I forget who the artist was, but the Neil Gaiman run in the the late t- or the two thousands had very much like that Kingdom Come kind of look to it. So right. And one of the things that's really weird to me is I don't know who the lead of this movie is going to be. 
Icarus has traditionally been the lead of the Eternals and the like guy up front, but this casting breakdown doesn't list him as the lead. And frankly, he's a big dumb buffoon. Like Icarus to me is a boring character because he's like a less personality Thor in the comic books. He's just like, I'm blonde, I'm giant, and I'm powerful. But like he's just like he's the tick. Like he just doesn't have any personality or, or brains. And so it says the lead might be a Greek god. I mean, they're talking like maybe that could be, um, maybe they could bring in uh, Hercules is what that hashtag was guessing. The other option would be, um, uh, oh, geez, I'm losing my mind. Uh, the other option would be Ajax is another character who's an important character there, but they list everybody who I think would be the lead. And then it says that the lead is going to be this other Greek God character. And so I don't even know who's the main focus of this movie. Like at least with guardians, we knew Peter Quill would be at the center of it. I have no idea who's going to be the main character at the middle of this movie. You know, do you have any, I mean, thoughts on cast or or any of that? Have you thought to who could be Cersei or Icarus or Sprite Uh, or Gilgamesh? The one, see, I don't know if they're going to do a Cersei because Cersei's really different before 19 or between before 2000 and after. I feel like Neil Gaiman kind of changed her a lot. The original Cersei, I actually would really like to see Katy Perry. What? Like, it sounds bizarre, but the character, like the Katy Perry personality and particularly the way she plays herself on like SNL would be absolutely perfect for Cersei. She's a socialite who likes to flirt and have fun and be giggly and have joy. And like, I just could see Katy Perry having sort of the, um, the look and sort of the, I mean, I don't know what else to call it, but like the sex appeal that kind of Cersei has, um, without taking herself too seriously. Like, I don't know if she's that good of an actress, but from her SNL stuff, I mean, that's, that's who I see in that role. I'm, I'm guessing they won't get her, but um, that's the only thing I've ever thought of. They need somebody big and strong and dumb for Icarus. Uh, Druig will be really interesting because he's kind of more evil. I don't know. You could almost go Adam Drivery and let him kind of just do like Kylo Ren Redux, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, I just heard a really good... Uh, I was talking to someone the other day, and... Uh... Guillermo del Toro brought up it that uh, the fact that he once wrote a script for a Hulk TV show, like uh-huh. almost around the time Avengers came out, and we got to talking and we were like, if there was like, a, you probably haven't read Immortal Hulk yet, have you? It's a fairly new no. comic, Al Ewing. It's it's horrorish type stuff, and we were talking and we said if that was a TV show, Adam Driver would make a very good Bruce Banner. Okay, that's cool. Sorry, but you brought Adam no, Driver up, and I thought you're he, good. He would make a Michael decent T- banner, especially for Michael T. Ford asked, uh, "Who do we think is the best shot of being the viewpoint character?" Like I said earlier, I think it's going to be that female lead, whoever that is. Um, uh, he's also seen Sophia Butella suggested for uh, Cersei, and so that could be um, that could be interesting. Uh, he he'd be into that. I could see that. The other weird thing about this, and again, I'm not trying to copy Charles stuff on hashtag show. It's just 
we were both thinking this very similarly at the same time. The cool thing about this property is it sets off, it could go off in so many different ways. Eternals can go towards mutants because it's about sort of the creation of the human species. And um, there's even like some talk of the X gene being put into people by the celestials. And so it's totally easy to go to that place with this. You can go the Thanos direction and talk about Titan and all that stuff. You can connect to Namor, the deviants who are like the, um, the lower part of, uh, so basically I never talk about the main concept is the celestials make three versions of humans, regular humans, eternals who are sort of these godlike, special, beautiful people. And then deviants, um, who are like these weird mutant mutated gross frog people. And the idea is that over the years, humans mistook the Eternals for the gods and mistook the Deviants for demons. But these Deviants all live down under the sea. They live underwater. And so the Namor connections with Lumeria and uh, Atlantis are very easy to go into. They're very possible. There's a comic that describes that the Kree's interaction with Eternals is what inspires the Kree's to create the Inhumans. And so, like, this property has a lot of, like, jumping off points that they could go lots of different places in the MCU. Uh, the, the creation of Kronos, the like, uh, not celestial, but like the, the big eternal creature, like all this stuff is very connected and can be done really easy. Somebody reported Kronos was going to be in Avengers four. I'll let you connect the dots on that. Uh, yeah. So Kronos is, you get this right. Kronos is the brother of Uranus, who is the first one who settles Titan. So that's it's kind of like Thanos's uncle or great grandpa or somebody, something like that. Did you uh, dis- there was an unnamed uh there's an unnamed male lead too. Did you discuss the potential identity of him? Yeah, so Hashtag Show talked about it being Hercules. Uh, Like I said, Ajax is a really important character in the comics that's not in this rundown otherwise, and that's kind of a Greek personality. Um, That's the other thing, though, is the Olympian gods, Ares and Hercules. That's another place that they can spring off of this. So that's all really interesting. I mean, I'm excited to see Star Fox too, right? Finally in the movies. Like, yes. it'll be really interesting to see them do that. Charles was talking about Zac Efron as a uh, Star God, Fox. God, no way. Really? So. You, he's Ted Bundy now. The first Ted Bundy pictures came up. So maybe he could. Yeah, I had, I was thinking Channing Tatum maybe, maybe could be a Star Fox. He's kind of got Efron. that. Zac Efron, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no way man come on I, I think this will be an interesting movie because I've now tried to deep dive I mean I've probably read 50 or 55 like Eternals comics now in the last two months I still have no idea what this movie is there's so many different ways they could go it's one of those properties that like everybody kind of retcons and changes the origins on it because they can because nobody cares so I don't think we know where we're going really so it'll be interesting all right, uh, are you guys ready for the mailbag? We'll wrap this up. I'm just going to go delete all those tweets I scheduled for us to throw out tomorrow with Renew Daredevil just to sort of drive you guys crazy. 
<laughs> I've just been busy, you know. <laughs> Was it you that made that website? Did you make that website? <laughs> Do you know who made that website? Yeah, how much effort it takes for me to make a website. Seriously. No, I was playing around making our little news video clips. I don't know who made the website. I haven't looked into it much. But it was not me. It was not Shelby. Okay. I know other Daredevil fans, but I haven't asked them if they created if it. If you insist. I think it was Eric. Could have been. Eric Olison created I mean, it. It was a high-quality stuff, too. So it was, like, done by a pro. And he's. I never went and looked at it. He, Maybe it was Charles. Oh, my God, y'all. Have we checked on Charles? Holy fuck. He's probably sleeping. <laughs> I saw. Oh my god, he's gonna wake up to this. I news. know. I saw Charles tag Charles and oh. something on Facebook. Charles is gonna wake up to this news. If you don't know, listeners, Charles does a lot of our video editing for us, and he's a huge Daredevil fan. So, like bigger than me, he has a tattoo. Oh, I didn't know he had a tattoo. He has a tattoo. He has a Daredevil tattoo. I did not know that. All right. Uh, the only bit of mail I'm really seeing is from our last episode. We had the Stan Lee uh, remembrance and Love Waffle uh, brought to mind one of the coolest scenes ever. The very end of Spider-Man, the animated series is a huge like it's like the birth of the Spider-Verse. Like uh, it was a cartoon where all the different versions of Spider-Man fought together at the behest of Madam Web. And at the very end of it, Madam Web takes Spider-Man to our universe and he meets Stan Lee and Stan Lee and him have a conversation about why Stan Lee created Spider-Man. It's really cool. If you've never seen it, um, Love Waffle was good enough to share the um, video to um, our comment section. Um, And I didn't realize this Stan's life, Stan's wife, Joan did the voice of Madam Web in that cartoon. So it's an awesome clip. I love it. It was the best way to end that show. And so, um, yeah, if you uh, haven't seen that, definitely check it out. The last scene of Spider-Man the Animated Series is a very good, fitting tribute to Stan. So, All right. Uh, it's been a weird show. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I, I mean, Rhiannon didn't enjoy it, but I hope you had an okay time with it uh, listening. And uh, next week, I think, is going to be our end-of-year wrap-up because – it can't be the last episode because we got to talk about Spider-Verse. So I think next week will be our best and worst of 2019, uh, 2018. I'm ahead of myself. Um, so join us for that week. Uh, it'll be great to have you listen. Uh, oh, I have a thing I say at the end of the show. I should probably do that. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can interact with us lots of ways. Send us a message on Twitter at Marvel News Desk. You can also communicate via our MarvelNewsDesk.com post each week. If you want to support the show, give us a buck a month over at Patreon.com slash MarvelNewsDesk. That'll give you access to our special MCU film ranking episode available only to our Patreon supporters as well as early access to videos like our Road to Infinity War Supercut. Uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvelnewsdesk or subscribe to YouTube channel at watch.marvelnewsdesk.com. You can help the show be more visible to others if you listen and give it a five-star review on iTunes. We really appreciate how you listen every week and tell your friends, and please keep that up. Thanks to Tim Cox for our logo. You can find him on Instagram at Tim V. Cox, and thanks to Alvin for our theme music. You can find him on a variety of social media platforms at the skull school also as we said uh check out the link for uh t-shirts we'd love for you to buy one from us and help support the show thanks guys have a good week we'll see you later